Support for this podcast comes from CLR Clear. Fight back against annoying household messes with CLR Clear. CLR Clear is tough on dirt and grime all around your home, and we're not just talking about calcium, lime, and rust. They have an entire lineup of cleaning products for your kitchen, bathroom, garage, and more. Visit clrbrands.com to learn more. CLR Clear, fight the clean fight. Eileen Fisher designs simple clothes to make your life easier. Timeless pieces in high-quality materials that are responsibly sourced for less impact on the environment and more positive impact in the world. Visit EileenFisher.com and use offer code GIRLFRIEND to receive $25 off your $100 purchase. That's EileenFisher.com, offer code GIRLFRIEND for $25 off. Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend. A podcast for long-distance besties everywhere. I'm Amina Tussauds. And I'm Ann Friedman. Hey, Ann Friedman. Hey. Wow, I'm surprised we even found time to talk, given how many weddings we're both going to. <laughs> uh, you know, it is now, wedding season is now open. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but also, when is um, it not wedding season? I feel like, I feel like right. they just happen all the time. You know, I've been time. going to a lot of February weddings this year. I was like, are we still doing this? I've got a New Year's wedding planned. They're happening all year round. <laughs> Man, how do you feel about holidays? You know, the older I get, the more I'm on board with it, weirdly. I think for me, it just depends on the holiday and it depends on the couple. Mm, It's true. Sometimes I'm really like, yeah, I would love to give you my Labor Day. And then other times I'm like, you're asking for what? It's true. This is a couple I would want to spend New Year's Eve with anyway, which, which helps. Yes. People have very strong feelings about weddings and about wedding season. People being us. (laughs) Yeah. People being, not just us. It's like very fascinating. Today on CYG, we have two ladies who know all about this. Michelle Markowitz is a writer and director and Caroline Moss is a writer and editor. She is also a personal friend of mine. So every time I make fun of her today, like, Please know that it is all in good faith and I'm not actually going to steal her fiance. (laughs) It is part of a long running joke. But also, Dan, please call me. So wait, so you talk to these women about weddings? (laughs) So I talk to these women about weddings. Michelle and Caroline have written a book called Hey Ladies, the story of eight best friends, one year and way, way too many emails that is out. So if like us, you were a fan and a reader of the the now defunct amazing website, The Toast, you probably have encountered their column. And so they turned that into a book and it is pretty fucking hilarious, if I could say so myself. Subject, read Jen's Bachelorette. Ah, hi ladies. Sorry I'm replying literally five days later. I've been so busy at work and forwarding this email to everyone I know complaining about you. Paris is not a viable option for everyone, Allie. We don't all have rich boyfriends, so fuck you. Anyway, literally so excited about Jen's Bachelorette weekend. It would be super fun and chill if we could do the cabin house, and here's why. Some of Jen's cousins and friends from her high school years will probably feel more comfortable there. But Avi, like, that so sucks. So if Just As Five want to go to South Portugal, like, another weekend, I can totally do both. Just looking out for everyone. Do we want to do the cabin? Let me know your thoughts. Hope this works. Ah, can't wait to see everyone. Katie. Part of why it's funny is because you have either been the Hey Lady email sender or you have received the Hey Lady email sender. And if we're all honest, you have been both of those people. (laughs) It's true. And also it's funny because it made us talk about this idea of the term basic bitch and like what is what is basic and like just the evolution of how we feel about that label. Yeah, it's true. You know, like I chafe a lot at like whenever somebody else says basic bitch, I'm just like, like, don't say that, you know, but um, I have been guilty of saying it myself. And I more importantly, I've been guilty about thinking about about a lot of people. And I think that in a lot of friend groups, like planning events and specifically weddings, you know, especially for women like us who think that we are above the fray of this kind of stuff it's very easy to fall into that trap of not liking the hey lady. But the truth is that like, we are all the hey lady. Yeah, right. And it's like all contextual. Like everyone is someone's most mainstream friend, right? (laughs) 100%. I am struggling very hard to find out whose mainstream friend I am. 
That's actually not true. I watch so much reality TV. I am everybody's mainstream friend. Listen, Never mind. I just solved that problem th- for me. It's all context, right? Um, like if we're talking about TV, you're everybody's mainstream friend. If we're talking about like, I don't know, views on global politics or something, maybe you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Anne. But yeah, like the book is really fun. It has like four characters, you know, that you will like pretty much like recognize somebody that you know in there. But the thing that I really loved about it is that it sparks like a larger conversation about what is it that like annoys us about that like especially college group of friends that you're still trying to catch up with or you know like basically like hang on to and also like what is it about like wedding performativity that really gets on like everybody's nerves right we have like a really lively conversation about it and i walked away feeling that you know in the same way that like marriage is work friendship is work And that if you want your friends to show up for you for things like your wedding or your baby shower, uh, God forbid you're like, you know, PhD graduation. We should start celebrating women for more things than uh, mainstream accomplishments. Your bat mitzvah, whatever it might be. (laughs) On one hand, you should really tell people what it is that you want. And if you are the friend, you should ask people for what they want in a very real and honest way. Because a lot of miscommunication is born in that place of just mismatched expectations. I'm pretty sure that nobody will ever invite me to their wedding ever again after listening to this to this episode, but I'm okay with that. Wow. I send great gifts. So I still send great gifts and I'm pretty confident that I'm a good wedding guest. <laughs> hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. Can you tell us who you are and what you do? My name is Michelle Markowitz. I am a writer, and right now um, my job is as a director for this upcoming game show app. And um, I'm from New York. What else? And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to uh, to finally have Hey Ladies out in the world and have something come out of all the thousands of Hey Ladies emails that I'm still on and have uh, something great come out of it. My name is Caroline Moss. Uh, I also live in New York. I'm a freelance writer and editor. And I, too, am excited about Hey Ladies coming out into the world. What is Hey Ladies? Hey Ladies is a book that Michelle and I wrote, and it is based on a series from The Toast that we started in 2013 parodying bachelorette party planning email chains. And at least in the very beginning, it was sort of this very exaggerated parody of what it's like to be caught in an 80 email deep thread about planning a friend's upcoming wedding. What makes a Hey Ladies email? So it is, so starts with Hey Ladies, obviously. It is like a work email on speed. So there's like a lot of logistics. There's some bullet points, but like you keep in all of the exclamation points. There is a a really big push to know your schedule. So someone's going to ask you, you know, what days in July and time slots can you do it? Maybe there's a doodle, you know, there that has come about. Like you can go to a site and like fill in what days work for you. But mostly like it's just like everyone doing reply all being like, I can do Thursday from like 5.15 to 5.24. And then the mark of a real Hey Ladies email is that your schedule is totally disregarded and it's going to be on a day that like you have to like rearrange some things. And also you owe somebody $40 by the end of reading the email. Like that is a Hey Ladies email. It's like, Really enthusiastic. All of a sudden, you owe someone for like a monogram tank top, and like uh, <laughs> and, and you have to also save the month of July because, like, we don't actually know when we're going to do it, but we're definitely doing it in July. I mean, I read the toast and thought it was pretty funny because the toast series. I thought it was pretty funny because, duh, I've been in those mm-hmm. uh, yeah. planning. You know, like those threads. And but really, what I was thinking was, oh. I am in these threads, but I'm the person that's above it all. Like, I'm not the person <laughs> yeah. that adds to the traffic of the thread. Yeah. And uh, and what was really interesting about reading the book was realizing how actually you are every single one of those characters mm-hmm. and being and being confronted with the, we want to hang out so much, but also we everybody falls into a certain kind of role and we are also mm-hmm. all monsters to each other when it comes to planning events. Like, I'm curious what you think about that. Yeah, I 
you know, at first when we wrote it, it was like sort of cathartic about our own friend groups. And it's like, oh, these emails, it'll never end. And let's do this heightened version. Oh my God, this is going to cost so much. And why do we need to like schedule in a tanning session six months from now, like to lay by the pool? Like the whole point of laying by a pool is to relax. And, um, but while we're, you know, while we've been doing it, I've had my own Hey Ladies events and I'm like, yeah, I'm still like these girls. Like you can't avoid it. If you need to plan something with 15 women and some of them, you know, you know, 90% of them won't get your jokes. Cause it's like the bride's cousin who's never met you. So it, you just need to be very, uh, logistics oriented. And so, you know, and, and going back while we've been promoting the book, I found my own Hey Ladies emails and I'm like, oh my God, 2014 Michelle was like super basic. And she's like, so how are we going to get to Maine? Can someone like, should we take the train or a plane? (laughs) And it's something where if we were writing this, I would, you know, it would drive me nuts. And it's like, oh, just make a plan and just figure it out. But But I do that. that, But do you think that that comes from a place of, because I think about that a lot. I'm like, wow, 2011 Amina, like (laughs) I would not be friends with that person. Mm -hmm. This is kind of what happens when you are in large friend groups with people who just don't want to say what they want because we're kind of socialized to to be doormats a little bit. You know, you're supposed to be over polite and you're so everything becomes a question when really all you want to say is take this Amtrak, do this, this, and that. Like nobody wants to assert themselves as the group leader. And so it comes out in all of these weird sideways, like you're trying to be friendly, but also you're a little passive aggressive. Really, if you just said, actually, here's the thing, and this is what I want to do. And I think the onus on that a lot of times should be on the person that the event is for. I get so frustrated at, like, bachelorettes who don't plan their own parties. It's like, no, like, why would you want a group of strangers to plan a surprise for you? You know exactly what you want. Yeah. Say what you want. I have never, I have never experienced a bride planning her own event. So that's so interesting because it's always... Mm -hmm someone else doing it. And for me, when we started writing these, at least it's something that I've realized kind of lately, is that in 2013, I was 25 and I hadn't found my my real friend group yet. I really hadn't found my place. I had some great friends from college, but I never really had a group. So for me, when these Hey Ladies emails were, when I was on them, I was like the ostracized cousin or like weird work friend. Like, <laughs> I, like that was my role. And so like writing this, I was like, oh my God, how cool. All these people know each other. And then the stress of like, having to go away with all these people who are close and I'm like the weirdo. Mm. Like that was like, that rang through to me. But what was funny about writing these was like, when in 2013, when Michelle and I started this, this was on my first foray like into wedding season. So I thought what I was experiencing was like, I was really alone in this, especially as the weird work friend or the weird cousin that I feel like I took on that role. I was like, oh my God, like what are these emails? Is this how people talk? Like I, this is my first wedding I'm going to. And then Michelle like tweeted something what, what did you say? I it was remember. like the worst part of any bachelorette party are all the emails that start off with, hey, ladies. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> oh, God, it's not just me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, there I was. Like, Venmo didn't even exist yet. There I was, like, PayPaling someone, like, $600 and, like, trying to be super polite, being like, oh, um, I don't remember. Oh, hi. I don't remember um, agreeing to the price, but so, sounds good. Thank right. You. Like, you're always oh, doing so activities shuffle. you don't want to yeah. do. Yeah. Just... You know, I I really, it's so fascinating, like, talking to you both about this now because I think about, like, that time in my life and then the best weddings I have been to recently. Mm -hmm. Because my secret is that I have been a bridesmaid so many times. (laughs) One, because I went to, like, like a very religious high school, Mm -hmm. so, like, those people were getting married at 18. I went to my first wedding at 18, and Mm -hmm. let me tell you, disaster nightmare. (laughs) 18-year-olds should not be getting married. (laughs) Yeah, what's that Um, like? I can't wait to get married when I'm, like, 65 and I finally have money. And I'm like, this is how you do it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, it's like 18-year-olds and weddings are just, like, everybody was upset by the end of it. You know? Wow. You know, and then I went to college in Texas and those people got married right, right after yeah. college graduation. Right. And then my other, you know, it's like, I have gone through three different phases of life where people are getting married. Mm-hmm. And I would say that... Um, the thing that I, I love the most about my in my current friend group is that like women do plan their weddings. I will I will mm. never forget the first bachelorette party that I got invited to where somebody said, Hey, I really want a bachelorette party and here's what I want. And she like but really it was an invitation. It's like I've rented out this house, I've done this. Oh like, wow. Please come, show up. And I was like, Yes. Did this person pay for that house? Like, was the bride like, I rented the house? No, she had rented the house. And she was like, here's how much it costs. 
And if you come, like, if you come, here is how much it would be for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it was so direct in a way that I had never experienced before. Mm. Because before, it's just like, the first time that I ever bounced a check, like, I'm going to be really honest here, was that wedding that I was in when I was 18. Wow. Because mm. the dress cost, like, I don't know, like, maybe two or three hundred dollars. But in 2007 money, that's a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, is real. Yeah, I had a nine dollar an hour oh, job. Definitely. You know, so like the dress cost that. And then we had to get bone color shoes. Obviously. <laughs> because they were going to dye them. Yep. And then oh, there were all these shoes. small things. So long story short, I had to write like a check that was definitely over five hundred dollars. 18-year-old Amina had never seen $500, like, total. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I, like, I, I did not it. know that, like, to me, I'm like, is that what a rapper, rappers refer to as stacks? Because, like, it never, <laughs> it seemed, yes. yes, like, it seemed like the most money in the world. And, um, and I just didn't do my finances right and definitely bounced the check. It was also the day that I found out that Bank of America will let you spend money that you don't have. Oh, over you know? Yeah. I like went into my bank account and I was like, what do you mean negative 45? Like, How can yeah. somebody have negative 45? Bank 40- of America anyway. is horny for you to like just, they're like, yeah, no, keep using your debit card. You don't have any money oh, there. Yeah. So but keep going. We'll just charge you $40 every time. So imagine that. But it wasn't until I was, the first time that I told somebody that I couldn't be in their wedding, I was 28. Wow. Mm. And I finally said, I was like, oh, actually I can't afford this. How was that received? Like, um, what happened? It was not received well, yeah. but here's what I will say. It told me everything I needed to know about that friendship. Yeah. Sure. It really did. Yeah. It really did. Where I was like, I still, because I felt very tender about it. And honestly, it was very, it was very embarrassing to say. It's really vulnerable. It's that there's something about friends and then especially in your twenties, the, the money aspect of it, where you're figuring it out. People are at different places. People have chosen different paths. But weddings is when you start figuring out who has money and who doesn't. Or at least who thinks they have money and who doesn't, right? Or whose parents have money. It's it's the first time that you have to send a significant amount of money for somebody. Oh, yeah. And so it is deeply stressful. I went down my 20s, like, every time I had to put down $60 for brunch. And I haven't been to brunch in a long time because I decided (laughs) brunch was not, like, a priority for me. I couldn't afford brunch. But when you're in your (laughs) 20s, you're kind of, you, like, put your credit card down. You're, like, looking around being, like, am I the only person who's, like, stressed about that like where are these people getting their money from and then I feel like when we all turned like 28 or 29 everyone's like oh yeah I had no money when we were 22 well then why were we going to brunch all the time because we never talked about it because we never talked about it I think the thing about the thing that always comes up with weddings especially writing this book the question everyone always wants to ask us is like isn't it so insane how much money people spend on weddings. And every time we're asked this question, Michelle and I are like, no. If you have the money and you want to spend this money on your wedding. God bless. Go for it. Like, <laughs> I, like please. Like, in my next life, I'm Meghan Markle. Like, I'm doing it. Like, I will have the royal everything. Um, your current fiancé will be very sad to hear about this. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> You're like, when I meet my next I'm husband. Like, yeah. my Dan, next husband. call me. Um, okay. <laughs> you, would, you would get that in there. But, like, you know, I don't think it matters. Like, the pressure of a wedding is so great. Instagram is showing you a highlight reel after highlight reel. Like you are watching wedding content. It's coming at you like a ball in the face. I mean. A ball know, in the sorry. face. Not like That's a, our next book. <laughs> ball in the face. Ball in the, <laughs> ball in the face. Like I don't want to participate in any social activity where balls fly in my nose. Um, <laughs> So this is a women's <laughs> content podcast. Please stick to the theme. Sorry, balls, balls free only. Um, the other thing that that I think we hear a lot of is like women who are not at the stage where they're planning a wedding yet or they're not engaged yet are, are like, I would never. And guess what? Like you probably will because when it's you, there's like a cultural like feeling of like my time, like it's my turn. And so it, I feel like it has nothing to do with the money, but everything to do with the pressure. Like if you have no business doing a, like, a bachelorette weekend in Paris, here's the easiest way to, like, lose all your friends by, like, making them feel like in order to prove their friendship to you, they need to, like, lay down all of this money. What we found writing this book was, like, we have, like, some more chill than other kind of characters. But even they sometimes get really caught up and, like, are trying to, like, prove their closeness, their friendship, like, the importance of this person by, like, putting down their credit card. And... If you can do it, more power to you. But if you can't, that is the easiest way to get into a spot where, like, when the high of the wedding wears off, you you don't forget that feeling of of pressure, of stress with your friend trying to demand that you, like, make this day, like, fun for her. You know what I always think about, too, is I've been um, asked to be in a wedding party. And it's been after the point in my life where it's, like, I can't afford this $1,000. It's at a point where it's, like, do I want to spend $1,000 on this? And, like... 
$250 on this terrible dress. Or and, like, am I close really... enough to this person that I would spend $1,000 yeah, on that? Yeah, and you're excited that's about it. Real. And it's like, it's interesting because it's really, you know, what are your values? Where it's like, oh, I'd rather spend $1,000 on like a trip to California and do this mm-hmm. and go here than, you know, uh, a bachelorette weekend where it would be like 1500 but people that spend it in a different way than I want to. And so it's it's really kind of interesting and stressful. And, you know, I think, I don't know, I think there's something too about the format of email versus, you know, if these things were discussed in person, like, hey, do you want to be in my wedding? How do you feel about this? Like, this is, I think, you know, going into it, what it might be and the bachelorette might be here. But because it's all on these emails where it's, it's, there's something about email where it's so formal and heightened and you want to present yourself It sounds yourself like work because we email at work and yes. then you have and to find you a way to, you know, you have to find mm-hmm. a way to, you want to be a professional over yeah. email, but yeah. these are people that you also want to have fun with. Yeah. yeah. And it's also like the, you use email at work to like document. So like if HR calls, you're like, I have, I have this <laughs> yeah. email. And like, that's <laughs> kind of the same, that's kind of the same thing with bachelorette parties. It's like, I told you on March 19th, like in this email that mm-hmm. this is going to cost $700. So like there should be no confusion here it's the receipts it's the the receipts receipts. that's where how we get receipts absolutely american weddings also are just like their own thing and i'm definitely noticing european weddings becoming more like american in this way and definitely african weddings becoming like this because in at least like my part of africa when you ask somebody to be a bridesmaid you pay for everything oh like so it costs you money right so if you you want 10 bridesmaids you got to go back to your dad and say, no, nah, like, <laughs> right. we have to sell seven more cows. <laughs> like, you know, that's really, that's really how it works. And so when you choose a wedding party, you, um, and, you know, and like African weddings are an event. Like, it's not a one day thing. It's just like, we don't do bachelorette parties, but there's definitely like the traditional wedding, the, what we call the white wedding, which yeah. is the, the Western one. There is like all of these days of ceremonies. Right. You mm-hmm. have to outfit your bridesmaids for all of that, like new hair, new shoes, new every like, all of that stuff. And the family bears the burden of it because you're asking them to represent you. And it's also like a form of, you know, it's definitely a form of showing off, but it's also a form of saying thank you, like you're asking yeah, them. Yeah. But the thing that I am noticing now with a lot of my African friends, especially for those of us who have grown up like overseas, is we're like becoming a little more American about it. Where it's like, mm, like, sure, I'll pay for your hair, but you got to pay for the rest of it, yeah, you know? Yeah. And that, But I have always thought like now really in my like extremely close friend group, nobody does bridesmaids because there are too many people. And so I like in my very close friend group, nobody has bridesmaids. But I have always thought I was like, if I ask somebody to be in a wedding party one day, whatever that means, yeah. um, you know, whether it's like, hey, you just get ready with me on the day of or you like it doesn't have to be this like formal bridesmaid aspect. But I was like, if I ever ask somebody to do that, of course, I'm paying for all of it. You're that's you know, amazing. like your present, yeah. your presence is a present. Like that's the whole it has always baffled me that people think that somebody owe them. Yeah. Like somebody owes them something for their wedding. It's really interesting because when we were doing research, like hardcore research for this book, but like... They, okay, you know, going back to Facebook we groups went, that you've yeah, quit. Exactly. <laughs> we went on Pinterest and there's like all these things and like the Southern like something or other, but there was this like graphic and it said that the maid of honor pays for the entire bridal um shower or the I have, and i, I was have like, had to do my that my jaw was like on the floor i like, have had to do that the, that's wow. how you and i think that a lot of this weird warped like wedding etiquette that you know like somebody's grandma read emily post and right, then the right, whole right. thing has been a whole game of telephone yeah. Yeah. where nobody actually knows a thing right. but i know that like in in certain weddings that I've been in, like, people choose their maid of honor based on, like, who's going to be able to afford all this stuff? I mean, that's and nice the job of the, at least do that. Well, no, it, like, it's not. It's, like, it's your party. You should I pay guess, for yeah. it. Um, you know, because also, like, I think about all of the weddings that I've been in and really a lot of those, especially the early ones. God, I hope some of you are not listening to this. You <laughs> probably are. We Our friendship has changed a lot. Like, mm-hmm. if I got married tomorrow, like, would you be shelling out $1,000 for me? Right. One, probably not because I'm not going to ask you to. But yeah. also... You know, there, there is a part of me that goes, man, maybe I should just be a monster. And like every, like all totally. of my bridesmaids yeah. are the women that I've been bridesmaids to. And be like, I am putting exactly. you through yeah. the ringer. For, like, you know, it, it sounds really dumb, but it is, it really just goes to the core of people get married really young at an age where we're very stupid about talking about what we want. Mm. And a lot of that just like manifests in the, you know, you get the like, well, 
we're getting $70 manicures and then this cost this. And, you know, and also everything wedding related has a markup. Like it's so Oh, dumb. totally. Mm-hmm. And um, one of, um, a very good CYG friend had my favorite wedding that I've ever been to where she, um, she didn't tell any of the wedding vendors that it was for a wedding. So smart. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. like, I'm getting a cake for a party. I'm getting this for a party. Like Take it was note, just, listeners. yeah. And the party was called Don't be in the party was called be in love. Amazing. Like down to the gallery and at the reception <laughs> when the gallery at the reception when the gallery owner showed up, she was like, "This is a wedding," and I was like, "What's the problem?" Too the late. Contract says you have to party. sign the contract. But right, one of my right. favorite things that our friend did, or our friends did for that wedding. Um, and I officiated. It was when I was like, oh, you don't want to be a bridesmaid. You want to be the officiant. Yeah. Because then you or run the, the show. You right. run the show. But um, instead of having a wedding reception, they gave everybody a list of restaurants and, like, the list of everybody who was in town. And they were like, you guys figure out lunch for yourselves. But meet us back for the dance party. Like, we had the oh. ceremony in the park. Everybody went off to do their thing. And, in fact, it was, like, another friend's birthday that day. So, like, one group of friends, like, did a birthday party. That's cool. In the afternoon. And then in the yeah. evening, we all got back together and had, like, a wild dance party. And oh, I was like, thank yeah. you for taking your destiny in your own hands of yeah. what, like, you know, yeah. she was like, I don't, she was like, I don't particularly enjoy wedding receptions, so I'm not going to subject myself to that. This is where I think that our generation is so lucky. Because, like, you know, our, like, I have seen Mona Lisa smile a lot. I saw that Kirsten Dunst. Like, you know, for our grand, so our grandmothers had the whole, you know, like church wedding, like they're like the luncheon reception, and then our moms were like a little bit more progressive, and but also all of our parents' weddings look the same. Like I have this great photo of my mom at her wedding, like in Ray Bans, but like everyone was wearing Ray, like in like Wayfarers. <laughs> she looks, she's so cute. But I feel like with with our generation, it's like you can truly do whatever you want, and the but the issue is you just have to manage expectations. Like you can have a wedding and feed nobody. Like you can just have an open bar dance party, but you have to let people know they will not be fed. And I think, like, that's where people, that's where, like, the tension grows, is, like, some of the best weddings I have been to resembled, like, did not resemble weddings at all. But because you But they resembled the people that were planning It's like, is there any better compliment than, like, walking out of a wedding and, like, turning to your date or to your friends who you went with or whatever and saying, like, oh, that was so them. Like, I just felt like Mm -hmm. that was exactly, like, who those people are. And it has nothing to do with the food. It has nothing to do with, like, the, the theme or the flowers or anything. It's just like, oh, this is like a real sick, like a sign of, of their love and their commitment to each other. And like, that's, I think what everybody strives for. And luckily now, like you can, you can do whatever you want. I think you just have to prepare people first. But I will tell you that like every bride I know is the first person to tell people who are not married yet, like, oh, don't, str- like, don't stress. It's totally, f-. it's like, do you remember two months ago when you were like, <laughs> yeah. like, like sending me two a.m. emails about Monster. like hair and nails? They're like, oh my god, it's just, it's just the day goes by so fast, and I'm like, oh, bitch, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's because every you know. When if you when you get engaged, like that is your time to shine. Like, be a monster. What I was gonna say about bridal parties is that, I mean, you were like, you just said like a lot of people like don't have them right now. Like, it's very in to like just not have the bridal party and. And then I, I said to a friend, when I got engaged, I was like, oh, like, I don't think I'm going to have a bridal party. I just think I want to. And she was like, okay, I didn't have a bridal party. And guess what? All of my friends were, like, hanging out on the day of my wedding. And I was the one running <laughs> around and doing. Like, sometimes you have a bridal party just so you have someone to, like, delegate shit to. I know, but why wouldn't up? you ask your friends that? Like, I, I, <laughs> I, had, another, I had another friend yeah. who got married who had no bridal party, but definitely assigned to everyone tasks. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. And was like, hey, you are in charge of breakdown. You aren't, you know, and asked in a very respectful way where they were like, hi, we need help. Mm-hmm. And, like, here's how you can help us. Mm-hmm. Every generation has its challenges. Some would say that's the reason for its progress. It might start with a small act of kindness or a big idea that changes everything. It can come from the tiniest voice or the voice of a generation. Or it could come from me. I mean, not to. 
I am one of six change-making women featured in Eileen Fisher's Good Goes On campaign this spring. The campaign highlights women empowering women, the importance of sustainability, and the power of good design. Eileen started in 1984 with the idea that simple clothes can make life easier. And after spending a day on set wearing a super comfortable ultra chic jumpsuit, I think she's really on to something. As a company, Eileen Fisher believes doing well by doing good, and that's reflected in the way their clothes are made. Timeless styles and quality materials that are responsibly sourced for less impact on the environment and a more positive impact on the world. It was a real honor to be featured in this campaign and meet the other women making a difference in their community. I've been a longtime Eileen Fisher fan, so this was a dream come true for me. You can visit EileenFisher.com and use the offer code GIRLFRIEND to receive $25 off of your $100 purchase. That's EileenFisher.com, offer code GIRLFRIEND for $25 off. I am a firm believer that you can either um, you can plan for your wedding or you can plan for your marriage, and that's really up to you. Mm-hmm. And so, if you take all the money and blow it on it, you know, Instagram hashtags, like yeah. good luck for your forever. You know, whereas like right. you can take the money and say, mm, "We're going to do this thing, and then we're going to put this payment. on a down payment so, on a house." I you got to decide your priorities. I get that that's like the productive choice. The productive, and choice. I get that that's like the adult choice, but like. The best part of a wedding is that, like, people have to say nice things about you. Like, they get up and they're like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, but, oh, okay, like, but, how much but here's what all so of, validating. But here's what Call Your Girlfriend is about. Your wedding day should not be the one time in your life that people do say nice things about you. Um, you know, because if you goals. think. <laughs> goals. But if you think about, like, the sum total of, like, a woman's life, that's why there's so much pressure, right? Like. And if you were celebrated for your accomplishments or you were celebrated for, like, being a successful single 30-year-old, you know, I'm like, I want somebody to give me money because I just, I have learned adulting on my own. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that shifting that is is something that would be, it takes the, one, it takes the pressure off. It's, I like, I don't know if, if you've ever gone through this, but have you ever been in a relationship where you're just like, mm, I don't think this is my forever person? And there's, like... Especially when I was in my 20s. Not me. I only date for keeps. Oh, okay. (laughs) Just kidding. I've I've been married 10 times. Um, But I'm like, what's the one? And you're serious. And then, like, when I was in my 20s, I would really just get very into, like, the fantasy version of everything. I would get into, like, what's the weekend trip that we're going to go on? And I would Google it. And and then I would think about our wedding. Like, what would our wedding be like? like? Exactly. Like, what would it be like, you know, spending Christmas together? My dad and him having a shot together. Yeah, and it was all this, the the fantasy version of it. And then the day-to-day in the relationship was, like, fine, but I kind of knew that there were, like, cracks in it. I probably wouldn't be that person. And then sort of as I've, you know, um, become more myself – it's like I the thing that I fantasize about is just like what are we gonna watch tonight after work and like what are we gonna eat and you know <laughs> Netflix like, and like chill. this weekend yeah. yeah the like the everyday stuff like does this person like oh he got me soft toilet paper because he knows I like that like really the little things and not those like what's our wedding gonna be like like I feel like whenever I go into that version of the heightened like this day thing it's because the day to day isn't totally where I want it to be and something that's like sustaining me and I was really into like the idea of my wedding when I was you know 25 or 26 and when my everyday like what I was doing with my life when it didn't make me as happy and also on these email chains it's funny like what you said about if someone asked me to do something like I feel like when my friend is like hey can you be here at this time let's get ready it's like yeah amazing but if it's on an email with 10 other girls and it's like Michelle be here at 6.30 in the morning to help me get ready. <laughs> Every part of me just rebels. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to show up at like 6.30 too. Because, because in know? that email, they're not really they're asking, not asking you what they want. They're not asking for what they want. And also, I think that it is a place where you are insecure about your place in, in the friend group. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, yeah. you know that feeling of, like, being in especially a large wedding party where you meet all of the other bridesmaids for the first time? <laughs> yeah. There. yeah. Like, you've heard, you've heard about them forever and they're secretly cut. You know, it's like when right, that person is not with email. you, they're with that other person. Yeah. And I've had that where, like, I have met those other girls and we are now friends. You know, yeah, where it's like, yeah. how do you know oh, each sure. other and we're bridesmaids? And I've had times where I've met that those people and I'm like, how are you friends with these people? Yeah. You know, and you and you just and you truly do not know. Yeah. You truly do not know how it works out. But again, like it is very cliche. It's like if if somebody would just say, like, hey, I am scared shitless 
about being married. I just need you to, like, and I'm wearing this stupid meringue dress. <laughs> Will you please hold it while, while I poop? Yeah. And make sure that, like, my bustle <laughs> is on tight. Yeah. And this is how, like, I love and trust you so right. much that you are that person yeah. for me. Yeah. That would be so much more constructive than, like, Does anyone performing poop at their a wedding? Um, Sidebar? I had a friend do it. And oh, I was yeah. like, and I was like, much respect. Oh, my God. Um, I was like, right, much we don't respect. Stop being humans. <laughs> well, the thing that we have talked about so much is like exactly that point, which is that like the book is all about weddings. Or like when we when we start writing, we're like, maybe the wedding will be like a sidebar conversation or whatever. But like it's very clear this book is about like this wedding at the end of it. But the the men of the book are like never there. Yeah. This is yeah. about friendship. Like yeah. this book is about friendship and interaction. Yeah, the men are literally decorated. The men are like cake topper. Yeah. Like yeah. cake toppers. It's like no one cares. I mean, like the most you get is like the Jen character like constantly talking about her. Like, oh, fiance. she like, danced oh, into my God. life. That your point, Amina, about a thing that you want on your wedding is actually to be able to say like, I have a friend who I trust to hold my dress while I poop is like... <laughs> it's beautiful. That has nothing to do with who you're marrying and yet <laughs> an extremely, like, obvious goal that I think we all goals. want. It's like you Pooping want, at your wedding. Goals. Yeah, you want not only that person to be at the end of the aisle like waiting for you and like, oh my God, the only person I see is them, but you actually just want to feel like you're in a room of people who actually are like happy for you yeah. and like will do anything for you. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with money and it has nothing to do with like, like proving your commitment. But like a wedding... Everyone wants to be like, I don't care. Like, it could just be like the two of us, like dressed like shit in the rain. Like, as long as it's the two of us. I'm like, no, no I want everyone else there too. Yeah, yeah. and you want you want everybody. In, I mean, that's how yeah. I feel. Where like I am at a point now where, um, man, I am saying so many things that I shouldn't <laughs> on this podcast. Name names. <laughs> Not name names, but like. I like going to, especially like weddings where you have to travel far or whatever. You know, it really you do really have to be special to me because. As a wedding guest, I feel that my responsibility is being like, I I am here because I support you. Right. Like, I'm here because I support you and you mean a lot to me. I'm going to be honest now. Um, I will give you a gift after I see how well you treat me. Like, Whoa, unless, unless you're first-year friends. Like, first-year friends, like, I always know what I get them. But, like, you have a whole year to give a wedding gift. I usually give myself one month. Wow. But wow. I'm always like, you treat me well, I treat you well. But the other thing, too, is that sometimes, like, saying uh, no, like, RSVPing no on time is actually, like, the biggest blessing that you can give a friend. Yeah. Because I'm like, I am not coming because this thing is going to cost me $700 or whatever. And either, like, work, life, or I just don't want to. I love you. I am fond of you. I send a really nice present. And you don't have to spend $100 on feeding me. Yeah. You know, like, there is, I think that, like, it really forces you to evaluate, like, kind of who you want to show up for and what your own values are. And, you know, and to be clear, sometimes you will hurt people in doing that. But I think that it also just really, it just, it shows you who your community is. Mm -hmm. Right. But you do want your friends to be there for your marriage, not just for your wedding. Right, yeah. But can we we all talk about, like, okay, so yes, like, that all sounds great. But, like, what if you're, like, a people pleaser? Like, what if you're the person who, like... You should get over it. (laughs) True. Really? Yes. One way that, like, I, I feel really strongly about this. Because the thing about being a people pleaser is that you are not happy. Like you are truly not happy. Yeah, You're but doing other people around you are so pleased. I, <laughs> yes, I'm aware of what people pleasing it. Don't sure make other people happy, but my God, maybe the reason that you're doing that is because we've been socialized for millennia to do that. And what does the world look like when the most important day of your life is not your wedding? You know, like, you're killing it at work. Like, what if, like, we all threw you that level of partying for work? Like, you would right. be the yeah. happiest human in the world. It's, yeah, we never do that. We never do that. We never say, like, hey, congratulations on being, like, 40 and single and, like, taking care of yourself and being awesome, you know? And I think that that's part, honestly, that is part of the pressure of weddings mm-hmm. is because your self-worth is tied into a relationship. Yeah, I feel like it's weird. Like, I've recently gone to some weddings and, like, my best friend got married last weekend and I had such a great time and it was, you know, with all your friends where mm-hmm. it's, like, it's, like, that platonic ideal where it's, like, actually your friends that you have yeah. fun with and, and you're like, actually happy for them. And you're actually happy and you're actually just, like, dancing and sweating and gross and it's, you're, like, in the moment and you feel it. Mm-hmm. And then I also went to a wedding recently where it was, like, the okay, I'm just going to be in, you know, eating in my Spanx for nine hours. And this is Nobody's really going to invite us to weddings ever again <laughs> yeah. after hearing us. Like, we are yeah, the worst. I know. <laughs> but, like, but it's funny where it's like, okay, like, these people, it's fun. But where you're like, 
there are some weddings where it's your favorite song can be playing, but you're like, these just these aren't really my people. Like I'm not having that that much fun. I've been planning and planning my dress and I got the blowout, but it just this kind of feels like work. And so, you know, I think it's all about either, you know, like is it actually your close friends and do you feel comfortable? Mm-hmm. And you know, I think the older you get, the more it's, you know, you I think this is in the book, but it's like you want to align the time that you spend with what's important to you in life. Yes. um, Actually, one thing that, um, so my best friend got married last week and there's a part in the book where, uh, spoiler, it's at the end. And, um, you know, uh, a character that got married uh, emails her friends the next morning and, you know, her husband's sleeping next to her and she's like, do you guys want to do the postmortem and like grab like (laughs) pre-breakfast before breakfast? And it was something that like, I remember my sister when she got married, like seven in the morning called me and my mom and, and there's that energy. And it was like so sweet. And last weekend my friend got married and she was texting me at like 7.30 a.m. And she's like, I'm looking at all the Instagram videos. And like, yeah. my mom was like Facebook messaging her like, are you going to take his name? And I'm like, mom, they should be having sex. Like, let her like give her some space. But I, it was so sweet where it's like the day after your wedding and you want your close friends and you want your girls and you want to hear like, I tell know. me the gossip, who hooked up. And that, you know, it's like this performative thing where it's like, oh, we're losing you and you're starting this life with him. But, but really, not really. You're exactly Really, we let you throw a party with him. You know, yeah. like we're here. But I think too that, yeah. you know, this is all like kind of hetero lady problems also. Totally. Where, yeah. First of all, like we've, we've had this whole conversation in the context of a dude. It's like people with, like, better grounding and, like, queer theory in their lives don't have to go through this kind of stuff because, like, you know, you've decided who your chosen family is. You have your biological family, you have your logical family, and you can you can negotiate that out for yourself and you can negotiate, like, what all of this is. But I think that for me, like, ta- like having this conversation with you and even, you know, like, I laughed, like, laughed out loud, like, every page of Hey Ladies. But the thing that it really did is just, ma- it was like, it made me realize, I was like, wow, I just need to communicate better. The reason that it's fun is because it is a stereotype, right? It's like, oh, like, women are like this. Let me be real. When my dude friends plan bachelor oh parties God, or whatever, I don't understand how their friend their friendships, like, don't blow up. Because yeah. I would rather be in the hey ladies camp than the, like, That's how many so times insane. have I received multiple texts from like multiple dudes at the same like event Mm. and they're all miserable and it's like Mm -hmm. you guys should probably talk to each other (laughs) yeah you know like nobody has planned for snacks nobody has planned activities somebody said bring a stripper but the stripper did not materialize like they're just book a stripper you know i'm just like please let the hey ladies handle it for you yeah and just you know and i think that they you know in the ways that we are all socialized and the ways that we're all gendered um you know for for that for the hetero set Mm is that that's a place of, like, deep miscommunication for them also. Mm -hmm. And then I've seen this so much with so many of my guy friends where they're so resentful of the bachelor party and nobody says anything. And then they just go through the motions of the wedding. And I was like, wow, I'm really happy that with women, at least, they have the decency of being passive-aggressive with you. (laughs) And then you know what is going on here. You know, like, a friend group is much like a marriage or, like, any relationship that you have with someone over the age of, like, 17 where, where you're not choosing this person to be your friend because out of a group of 30 people, it's, like, the most... It's, like, the person you're most likely to want to hang out with. Like, marriage requires work. Friendship requires work. Like, it requires planning. It requires and, communicating. And it requires <laughs> communicating. Like, with men, a lot of people say... Like, oh, like, all these emails, like, so annoying. Men are just like, oh, like, let's just show up here and it'll be fun. It's not fun. <laughs> and also someone shows up at the wrong place because there wasn't an email about it. <laughs> and, like, I think, like, with, with all these emails, like, people want to say, like, oh, it's, like, too over the top or, like, oh, you're obsessed with it or, like, oh, you guys are, like, too type A. And it's, like, that's how stuff gets done. There's a communication that you can make fun of. And there's a stereotype that, unfortunately to everyone out there who wants to be like, oh, that's not me. Like, no, it's you. Like, kind of like look around if like you can't find the hey lady, like you're the hey lady. Like, it's, there's just, it's like everyone You're always it. somebody's hey lady. You're always like, somebody's hey lady. But like, it is you. And it's because you probably have a friend in your life who you care about and like want to make like a day or an event special for her. And with that comes all of this yeah, work. You forget it comes from a good place. It's, we've talked about so many traditional wedding things that we are all like, ugh, over. Is there some new, cool, progressive thing or like a wedding that you've gone to that you liked where you were like, I would like to see this replicated more? Mine is that, um, which I really love, in um, in my close friend group, nobody is also doing bachelorettes or bachelor parties anymore. 
people are just having like a solo getaways with their group of friends. Mm-hmm. And so it has become like not like it is not gender segregated. Wait, explain more. So like, you know, like let's say you and your fiance are getting married. You would say like, we're both going away on this weekend, but I am inviting my friends. And so who are your friends? They're not all hey ladies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's your kind of like. It, it is just a vacation. Mm. And I've gone on so many of these. And the last two that I've been on, like, I was the friend of the groom. And I really love that. I was like, thank you. Like, I just, just yeah. want to spend some good time with you before you enter this new phase of your life. That's fun. And it has been, like, really, it has been really, really, really fun. And just, it doesn't feel like, you know, nobody's like, uh Because we've, like, talked about, like, you know, strippers and all of that stuff. Right. Like, laughing. Yeah. I'm like, please. That's, like, literally where I put my foot down on, you know, like, straight people, like, bachelor, bachelorette <laughs> events. I'm like, no. It's so tacky. I would be so uncomfortable. I would turn red. It, it makes like, me oh really God. uncomfortable. And, and it doesn't make me uncomfortable because, like, sex work is good work. No, that's amazing. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, um, it's I was, me. like, more power to everybody who is, like, stripping hard for the money. It's just that, like, straight people are bad people. So it <laughs> always true. is very, like, it's just, like, bad. It's just, like, all of it is bad. Because it is really weird, right, that we try to be these progressive people and then everybody gets very aggressive when it comes to wedding oh my time. God, yeah. You just the all man turn. Has to propose yeah, it's like, like the some, man has yeah. to propose. The you have to like you have to be Three with your women friends and we yeah. all do this. And instead if you're like, no, this is how our community is and this is how our friend group is. And that is what I want reflected in my wedding. That has like it has made me so like as a guest or as somebody in a party, it has made me so much happier. Yeah. And it has made me want to show up more for my friends. Mm-hmm. Are there any like fun Fun things that you've noticed out there. I love the, like, departure from the registry. That is a way that I think we're all, like, that is, like, a regressive thing. Where, like, this was done. Right, like, who doesn't already have ice cream dishes? Here's the thing, like, (laughs) I'm about to make up history because I don't actually know the history. But, like, what I imagine the history of um, wedding registries are is, like, you are, you've never lived with your fiancé before. So, like, you're getting married and you are going to, like, build a home together. And so you need all the shit. Like, you're going to have wedding china, which you'll never use, and you need, like, a blender. And that's still, like, a thing where, like, if I had, like, one more fork in my house, like, I don't have room for a blender. Like, (laughs) I'm trying to, like, unload my Instant Pot, buy my Instant Pot on Christmas. (laughs) You have been trying to unload your Instant Pot for a long time. It's, like, it was, like, fun for five minutes, and now it takes up valuable real estate. So, like, what Mm. am I registering for? And what I have appreciated about some friends is, like, they're all those, like, uh, startups that will say, like, oh, like, you can contribute to their honeymoon fund. Mm-hmm. But guess I love what? that. Yeah, but guess what? Those startups take 5% of your gift for themselves. So if you're giving, like, yeah. $100, you only get 95 So we had a friend who was like, hey, like, we have a PayPal account or we have a Venmo account. And it's like, oh, I love if that. you're going to give us a gift, like, and it feels like, I imagine some people will listen to this and be like, oh, my God, that's so tacky. But, like, why is that tacky? Like, A, you don't have a check. Like, I haven't seen a check in, like, 19 years. I literally just ordered checks today. And it's going to take three weeks to get there, by the way. And, like, also a honeymoon fund type startup feels, like, formal and kitschy. But also, like, do you are you giving your friends $100 or are you giving them $93 and, like, 72 cents? Like, why not just send them the full hundred right. and like, I feel let's like, be real about what's going yeah, on here yeah we all get more comfortable about money in general i feel like with the wedding registry some people like if you're close with them like they will let you in on the secret of like hey like we are trying to like recoup our losses on this wedding <laughs> so like here's what you can give us like we would you know and yeah. i'm like definitely like like and that's and it comes back to the communication right and the like transparency and the like forwardness of like you know what I want? I don't want an ice cream maker that will, like, live <laughs> in my cabinet. I want you to give me $200. And I'm like, great, because I don't know where the fuck I would get an ice cream maker anyway. So, like, that's great. More of that. More telling people, like, what you want. I would say one thing. I've been, like, talking badly about weddings and wedding culture for the last hour. But one thing I really only recently realized that I love about it is at the shower when it's this old tradition where I think you assume, I think it's from days when like brides would be virgins. So you're like, I need to get this person lingerie. Oh, God. So I no, was recently those Alan. are themed. You know that? That people will say, this is a lingerie shower. This what? is a, because oh, they're, I because they're wedding boondoggles. I have been to this where wow. somebody will say, come to my kitchen shower and then come to my lingerie shower. And I'm like, you are a greedy mother. They do just to get more on Yes, they will do separate ones. All right, yeah, bye. That's just, a, it's just a gift grab. Oh, you're it's getting some bad. five for 25 Victoria's Secret. That's I'll take it. Um, but I was recently at a shower and then it was like my favorite thing in the world where I got to see my friend's like very fancy aunt get her sex clothes. 
And it was all this really fancy <laughs> lingerie. And I'm like, oh my God, I forgot that people do this. Where it was like, this is what her aunt thinks turns men on. And it was like this like <laughs> silk, nighty, like, like little like, furry on the boobs. There was like a mock turtleneck with mm. like little like pearls. No. And I'm like, I would love to see the man in like the 70s that was like super aroused by like a turtleneck lingerie, <laughs> full on floor like nightgown. And I was like, oh my I'm God, aroused. this is the best What are you talking about? I want ever. it for myself. <laughs> Like, like Googling. Like. I, yeah. We actually wrote the Hey Ladies book while wearing turtle necklaces. Right? <laughs> like, Our most productive clothing. Yeah, that was actually like my favorite thing in the world is I'm like, this is what your aunt is giving you to have sex So do you in. want more of that? I do want more of that. <laughs> I want more. You're like a of, reminder like, of the tradition of weddings. <laughs> Can we please bring it back to oh our aunts God. and grandmothers getting us uh, sex clothes? Yeah. Woof. And like very classy. And it, it's been like that virginal line where it's always like, white and then like kind of like peekaboo like that is, I am sweating. Wedding. That is the I wedding am, china of underwear though like, why are you gonna wear the like the nighty? i am sweating i would wear it all the time my, like a matching like robe like long silk oh robe anyway if, if there's one thing that like michelle puts into uh lingerie from ants it's out there. Okay, next time next time when you come on, we'll talk about how many people actually have sex on their wedding night because they're oh, so exhausted no from wedding planning. If you oh, did I it always ask. If you did it right, if you did it right, I you literally ask. did not have time to sleep. Wait, to, if like, you have sex. always ask, what's the answer you usually get? Um that it's usually very like like we did because we have to. I have a friend who did it and who's trying to get pregnant and fell asleep while holding her ankles up. She was <laughs> so exhausted. And I'm like, I'm so lazy. I'm like, that's how in shape you are. Like, if I had to hold my leg up for five seconds, I'd be getting a cramp, tired or not. So I'm so impressed. I always thought when I was younger that like, Having sex on your wedding night was like a total given, and like if I ever heard a woman be like, "We didn't have sex," I'd be like, <gasps> "Like doomed marriage." But now I'm like, "Oh other. my god, can you ever imagine having sex?" If, like if ever? I like, if ah. I drink as much as I intend to, nobody is having sex on my wedding night. What? Yep. Um, anyway, please invite all of us still to your weddings. Um, <laughs> even though we are bad people, we are great guests. Um, I'm a great plus one. Also, I'm in the market for a man. Yes. In 2019, nobody hit me up. I am not in the market for a man. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on Yay. Call Here Your Girlfriend. Yes. Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. So the book is out now. Um... You should read it and you should give it to a friend. And also you should call that friend that you've been a hey lady to. <laughs> oh my God. I love hey lady as a status. Anyway. Okay. You can find us many places on the internet on our website, callyourgirlfriend.com. You can download it anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast or an Apple podcast where we'd love it if you left us a review. You can email us at callyrgf at gmail.com or on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at callyrgf. You can subscribe to our monthly newsletter, The Bleed, on the Call Your Girlfriend website. Uh, you can even leave us a short and sweet voicemail at 714-681-2943. That's 714-681-CYGF. Our theme song is by Robin. All original music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs. Our logos are by Kanisha Sneed. And this podcast is produced by Gina Delvac. See you and all of our other Hey Ladies and our Closer Than Hey Ladies on the internet. Hey, ladies. <laughs>